Hello and welcome to the Norwegian edition of the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and as Commander-in-Chief of the podcast, I'm joined by my regular running mates for this week's podcast, Greg Browning and David Weatherston. How's it going, guys? Yeah, good, thank you. All good? Good, thank you. Good, I thought I would squeeze in a, a few presidential puns in this week's podcast. <laughs> I did notice that. <laughs> so the gauntlet, the gauntlet has been laid down, that's your challenge for the next 30 minutes, is to fit in as many political Trump you. buzz. Okay. Ah, there we go, one now with David. <laughs> <laughs> so as many buzzwords as you can, please, uh, in the next uh, 30 minutes or so in the podcast, and we'll see how many we can rack up <laughs> uh, without distracting our uh, listeners too much from the bets that we're going to have a look at. Um, so, yeah, just a regular look towards the weekend in Norway. Uh, last week was a bit of a, a wipeout um, mm. on the podcast. I think we'll probably start off with Haugesund failing to score at home to Olesund. David, mm. talk us yeah. through that one. Let's, let's. Um, I mean, I... <laughs> I didn't watch the first half of this game and it was 0-0, so I switched it on for the second half and it was blowing an absolute gale, wind coming in sideways. So immediately when I turned it on, I thought, oh, this is this could be in trouble already. Um, Haugesund absolutely battered them for the full second half. They had the wind behind them. Um, Nicholas Sandberg missed a penalty. Um, Ouch. Kong's having in goals who has been absolutely awful all season. <laughs> One of two keepers who've been awful. Do you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Conrad Logan. He's oh, not yeah. quite as bad <laughs> as him, right? But he's very, he just like throws his body around. He doesn't have what any control of his body. Aye. And, and so the ball just kept hitting him in the chest and stuff and it was just one of those days. And then Niklas Castro scored a lovely volley, dipping in off the bar with about 20 minutes to go. Plenty of time for Haugesund. Then they hit the hit the woodwork. Kong's having just the balls kept hitting his legs. And uh, yeah, it was just one of those days. So The funny I mean, thing is, if you go back to last week's podcast, I think we joked about... <laughs> Yeah. Only backing Olsen to score, I think at four to six it was. Yeah, it was. And we also said that Olsen, now that they're pretty much relegated, um, may express themselves a bit better and actually start performing. But we'd said that with a bit of a, a laugh at the end of it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we've, had, we've been biding our time until they got a clean sheet this year. <laughs> Two nil so. to the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Waiting on a clean sheet one. all year. And there it is when I bet on both teams to score. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't think it's. Um, I don't think it's a, a. I don't think they're back in it by any means. They're still nine points away from start. Um, I think in top. hindsight, though, all of a sudden just a score would have got my vote. Yeah, it was just. <laughs> it was just. It was just, uh, it was just one of those ones. Uh, just one of those days, you know. Just. It just seemed to be one of those weekends. If we go go to the odd game as well, where they were playing Sarpsborg, they took the lead. Um, from the penalty spot and then lost a goal and then right late on Simovic put the ball through the goalie's legs and then as he went round him he sort of stumbled and he couldn't quite get enough in the ball and it was rolling towards the line but the defender who just looked like he was going to fall over managed to stay on his feet and just hooked it away off the line 
that was right near the end, so it would have been two one to odd. So that was uh, yeah, it was just just one of those weekends, unfortunately for me. And uh, hopefully, hopefully it's not the same this week. Yeah, they happen from time to time. Um, I'm going to take some credit for sticking with Glimt when both of you guys thought it was an opportunity for them to drop <laughs> points, uh, and they landed at eleven to ten. Thinking yes, about well starting Good eleven, shout. I did suggest. You did. That you did I was say yeah. yeah. Um, so. Which takes them on to, oh god, I think it's twenty six uh, goal involvements this year. That's um, good going. Pretty, pretty impressive. Do you yeah. think um, some more of their players will leave David during the during the winter break? Uh, yeah, um, I, I mean Zinchenko's out of contract, so he's pretty likely to leave. Um, I think there's going to be some some bids for Beer Cam, the left back. There's a good chance Patrick Berg could be uh, could be leaving as well, and Casper uh, Junker scored a lot of goals this year. And he could uh, he's twenty he's twenty six twenty seven as well, so he's going to be wanting to maybe get a bit of a bit more money. For, it's a bit uh, of fairy tale for Bodie Glimp fans. The fact is, they're going to I mean, win the league, well, league but there's wins not away. going to be uh, let's build in this. It's going to be doesn't a, look like it, possibly a reconstruction job. I mean, yeah, it will be, but I think they know that. They, they signed Hugo Vettelson uh, in the summer. He's only 20, 21. They signed him from Starback. He's one of the most exciting young players in the league. They've got Tunecti, who's only 18. So they have got young players um, there. Hopefully they don't lose everyone, because, I mean, they'll be playing in the Champions League next uh, next year. So... Well, the Champions League qualifiers. Qualifiers, yeah. Probably about six qualifying rounds to get through, but um, <laughs> yeah, it will be a shame. But I think Zinchenko could be a great pickup for someone for a, on a free in January. He's uh, yeah, fourteen goals, fourteen assists, so twenty-eight goal involvements in twenty-one games. It's pretty, pretty good going. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be plenty of clubs keeping an eye on his progress. Um, okay, so we've got. This week's games to look forward to. We're going to have a look at some latest evening games. Obviously, again, there was games tonight, David, um, so they're not priced yeah. up yet for the weekend. It's not, unfortunately. Uh, Lillestrom got a really big win away at Songdal, um, so that was second v third. And uh, that takes Lillestrom up to second um, by four points now ahead of Songdal, and they've got a game in hand. So they're only four points behind Tromsø, who won as well tonight against Kongsvinger, so that means the top two. Now look really likely to bounce straight back up after relegation last year, which um, just leaves the um, Songdal, Ranheim, Osana and Kofa in the playoff spots. And at the moment, those are the four that look the most likely to, to get there. Yeah, those top two were, I think if I remember correctly, two that we kind of suspected at the start of the season would be there uh, or thereabouts yeah. team taking a, a wee bit longer than maybe we expected for that to become the established pattern in the Obus League and but it certainly looks to be I the case I think Tromso started off really well didn't they? Um, yeah Lundstrom a bit slower but I think Lundstrom the last month or so have been fantastic haven't they? Yeah they've been in excellent form uh, since the summer and uh, I mean those two are the biggest two clubs in that division by a fair a fair way so uh, it's not a surprise that they're going to go up or look likely to be going up and um, yeah, and well, it'll be a better league for those two clubs being in it. Yeah, I mean, historically they've been in it, so uh, yeah, should I mean it's it's always nice to have different clubs coming up. But yeah, um, I think uh, in terms of uh, well, if there was a crowd, uh, a big crowd, then crowd size yeah. would definitely be in there. Yeah, I mean, 
<clears throat> yeah, it's um if 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 all is soon then maybe me and Dallin are start go down those two come up. It's yeah, it's definitely two bigger clubs coming up. Okay. I think well, just on that note, it's quite a fascinating card this weekend in terms mm. of obviously there's only seven matches left. I think we spoke about what Boriglimp are now twin sixteen points ahead, twenty one left to play for, so that's over. It's probably a two horse race between Molda and Rosenberg to see who finishes second. You've then got obviously Auden Volarenga close in the tails of those two sides. That takes care of that. But there's probably quite a few teams now that probably don't have too much to play for over the coming weeks. There's a kind of batch yeah. of teams in the middle of the league who don't have a chance of European football, but they're miles ahead of, well, I guess the bottom two clubs who, who could still stay up or go down. But that will probably be determined, I think, this week or next week, especially from Mion Dallin and Start. Uh, we'll get onto Mion Dallin when I speak about them shortly. But it's going to be a massive weekend for both Start and Mion Dallin. They can't afford to lose this weekend. And if they do, they're going to be really struggling. Yeah, yeah, big time. Um, start uh, played okay last week, but eventually lost up 1-0 up at Rosenborg. And then Mion Dallin as well, they played, played pretty well, but eventually ran out. 3 uh, 1 loss against Molde. So, um, well, the form side actually in the league from Volaringa down, so from 6th to 16th, is actually Ossand. <laughs> 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 the only team that won last week out yeah. of the bottom 12 clubs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but as you say, like there is a lot like Viking, Starbuck, Sarpsborg, how you soon probably don't have much to play for. Sandefjord probably could do with one more win and then they'd be yep. safe. Um, so yeah, as you say, Christian soon they play at Molde this week. So if Molde beat them, then Christian soon they're pretty much out of the the race for Europe, and yeah, their their season would be done. Um, so it's yeah, it's, really that that it's not going to go to the last kind of couple of weeks. I think obviously the, se- the way the season's panned out, we've got a club at the bottom who've been rank rotten, and that immediately takes away a relegation place later on in the season. Mm. And you've then got two clubs sitting there at the moment and start. And Jon Dallin, who will look like at the moment, they'll also be going down. They've got a lot of points to make up just to get out of those bottom two places. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. And obviously at the top, that issue has been resolved for a long time. So, yeah, yeah I guess it's symptomatic of maybe a 16-team league as well, that as you approach the, the end of the season, there's less teams with things to play for so anyway we're going to start this week uh, there's two games on Saturday evening and Greg you want to start with uh, Mion Dallin v Eastern Scotset uh, which is the five o'clock kickoff. Yes this is the biggest game of the weekend in my view um, not because I'm backing it but it's from Mion Dallin it's, a, it's a, an absolute six pointer I know we probably people feel that about it a lot but it truly is a six pointer from Mion Dallin they cannot afford to lose this match they are sitting second bottom with 17 points. They are playing Storm's Godset, who are two places above them, on 24. If they lose this match, they essentially go eight or nine points behind in terms of getting out of the relegation spots. So eight or nine points behind with only six games to go is going to be a massive, massive ask. And I think given the fact as well, they've lost eight of their last nine games. So points are a premium really for on down at the moment. Um, they're at home to Storm's Godset, as I said. Another side who are in pretty awful form, to be fair. I think they have um, lost six, drawn three in the last few games. A lot of draws from Storm's Godset, not won many games either. So 
in terms of the angle for this match, beyond that one, I think David B spoke on Sunday, and I think they hit, was it Sunday they hit five or six corners at least? Yeah, um, they hit five in the first Mulder. half against Mulder. So they hit seven, sorry. They got they seven corners up, against yeah. Mulder last weekend, uh, which is good. They obviously hit four away to Borough Glint the week before that. So they're hitting some decent numbers, but I just think given the magnitude of this match for them, it's the it's biggest game of the season. Lose it, and they're, for me, they're pretty much relegated. And they're playing a side who have the worst defensive record in the league in terms of corners. Um, away from home, they are conceding just under seven corners a game, so God's sake, which is pretty hefty. When you look at Vikings, speaking, Mjorn um, Dallin's recent form in the corner count, they've hit five, seven, seven, three, four and seven. But if you dig a little bit deeper, they've actually had a really tough run of games over the last month or so. They've played Molda, they got seven. They played Bora Glimt and they hit four. They got seven at Volarenga and they hit seven B Viking. So some pretty decent numbers there. And they've hit four or more corners now in seven of their 11 home games. Storm's Godset defensively are conceding, obviously, as I said before, lots and lots of corners. When you look at their games for corners conceded, they have shipped 13 at Brann, 12 at Hogesund, 11 at Start, and I think 7 at Sarpsborg as well. So they've they've shipped some really big corner um, counts this season so far. And as I said, they've got the second worst corner count in the league away from home at just under 7 corners. So I, I think it's it's tied up nicely here from Jon Dallin to hit at least five corners. Now, there's no prices out at the moment, but looking at Strom's Godset's recent matches and the matches against clubs in the bottom half, they do concede a lot of corners. So I'm going to take Jon Dallin here to hit at least five corners. No prices yet, but I'm hopeful we'll get around even money for that. Um, depending on the prices, I might take them to hit six as well. Yep, you so, Expecting that one Sky bet, they're most likely to price that up. Most likely, yeah. And given the games on Saturday, hopefully mm-hmm. we, won't sh- we shouldn't have to wait too much longer than Friday um, mm-hmm. to get prices in this one. I just think it's set up nicely. It's a massive, massive game for both clubs. Um, there's probably a case to be made there for, for actual match corners. But I think with Mion Dallin at home, Mion Dallin's corner count records and the fact that Storm's Godsite are conceding corners for fun, I think there's definitely... A, a big case to be made here for Mion down to hit five. I don't think five's too much of an ask for a team playing their biggest game of the season. Yeah, it's do or die time for So Mion it's going to be my it? nap um, for, for Norway this weekend. And I haven't put a nap up for a while in Norway, but for two weeks now. But this is definitely uh, an angle I really like the look of. And hopefully the bookies play ball and give us five plus. Yeah, hopefully. So what's the kind of minimum price you would back that up? Um, four to five would probably be the minimum I put it up at um, for five plus. Okay. I'm, I'm fairly certain we can we could get that. That said, I might even go to six as well if I, if I can get five. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll keep an eye on that one. Just uh, just going to add a wee bit of uh, spice to the mix as well. This is a massive derby. Um, oh, me and Dallas God set are ten minutes apart. Uh, two cups in Drammen, which is an area just to not uh, just part outside Oslo. Um, this is this is a huge game in every sense, even if it wasn't uh, as important as it is. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a big game this weekend. Do we know if right? are offering card markets still in Norway? Uh, well, I'm no idea. I'm no idea. 
I think no it could be a look at, worth looking at that angle as well. It'll be something I'll look at over the weekend before they get for the for the match to see if we get some prices. One for thing it. about me and Dallin as well. So they're still not allowed many supporters in the stadium. But if you actually watch a Mew and Dallin game, uh, they've got uh, they've got apartments around the pitch on the, right. definitely on the far side. Yeah, so it's got, a tremendous pitch that. That's part of oh, the stadium, so isn't it? Um, yeah. Park. They've got these really nice apartments and people, are, the balconies are crowded. Um, so there's a lot more than 200 at the game, officially. Yeah. I think even I think there's definitely some some apartments behind the goal as well. So yeah, this is uh, this is going to have a lot of people at this game uh, unofficially, and it's yeah it's going to be it's a really important game obviously. So you're right, Greg. Match of the weekend. It is. I told you that. I didn't make it up. Yep. <laughs> okay, we'll move on to Saturday and <laughs> let's see if. It is to be the great escape for Olison. They're going to have to produce result of the season um, as they travel to Bodo Glimt on Saturday. They are twelve to one to win. Glimt are one to six. Um, yeah, this looks like a fairly comfortable home win, David. Yeah, I think so. I think they're something like one to ten or something yeah. like that to win. But yeah, I, I'm looking at um, I'm looking at goals in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Last week in uh, Christian Soon, I think I expected that Christian Soon would keep it quite tight and um, make it difficult for Gleamt. But Gleamt scored three, and, and the big part of that was Philip Zinkanagel was back. He makes such a difference to that team. His pace on the right hand side, but it's not it's not just his pace; it's his ability to pick it across, pick it a pass. Um, he really mixes up his play well, and it he, he complements Casper Juncker well. So. I think uh, I think for this one, I'm just because I mean, Olsen got the clean sheet last week, but as I said, it was a little bit one of those games, a bit lucky. I don't see how they can go up to to Boda and uh, and, and and keep a clean sheet. I definitely don't see that happening. Um, so uh, looking at goals in this one, and over over three point five goals. Um, Okay, the price <laughs> the price has dropped a lot since I looked at it earlier. Um, just look at it now. Um, yeah, I got I, eight, eight to eleven earlier. Yeah, so what, what I'll do what I'll do is uh, both the to win and there to be over three point five goals. <laughs> Sticking your neck out there, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's one point nine five actually. So that's uh, nineteen to twenty. But glint to win and over three point five goals. Um, yeah, and we've kind of banged on all season about the Glimp's goal scoring exploits. Um, yeah. They've kind of dried up a wee they bit have. recently, but only so, in comparison to what they've been doing earlier in the season. Yeah, so, so the last two home games they've not had in Canago. Game before that they had Volaregna, they won 2-0. Um but every other game before that, so so yeah, so four in a row. And then another two of the the first four games would have been over uh four uh, four goals plus. So mm. This is all assumed. They beat all assumed six one in all assumed earlier in the season, and I don't see how. I mean, all can't go and just hope to get a nil nil. It's not going to happen. So, yeah. can I, I just see. go into the mix then? So, yeah. given all revival, <laughs> steady, and one win. <laughs> given the fact that they've got nothing to play for, obviously. There's no pressure on them whatsoever. 
yeah. they're a massive, massive price to win the match, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. But what that does give us, though, it does give us a bit of value on potentially if somebody fancies Allison to score. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it, it You'll probably get a cracking single on Allison to score. I'm not suggesting that at the moment, because I need to have a proper look, probably. But I, I read it earlier. Can... Did you? It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. It was like 1.6 or something. Well, that's absolutely terrible. Yeah. Uh, it's four, 46. Right, well, that's that. I'll just be quiet then for that part. However, <laughs> the second part I want to make is about we should get Allison to get three corners. Yeah. Now, that should probably be 4 to 5 or 5 to 6 or more. Um, I wouldn't probably touch Allison to hit four corners here. Uh, but I think three, as you know... Any club can hit three corners. Yeah, you've done, know that, done that a few times, Greg, haven't you? Yeah, and I think just there's no pressure at all on Allison here. They can just come here and enjoy themselves and try and play, keep the score down. But they'll still have their opportunities. And three corners for a side is nothing. I think this is probably the biggest price a club's been in the league this season, maybe. Yeah. It probably will be. 12-1. So they're 12-1. to one, The bookies aren't bright enough to look at the corner markets here. They'll just say, oh, they're 12 to 1, make them 3 plus at evens. Yeah. That's how the bookies work, which is great. It's great news for us, back in corners. <laughs> so I think I'm going to have a look at that one as well. Um, Allison to hit three corners. I think it's definitely worth backing. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I just, I, I think them, I think they could be in a bit of trouble this weekend. Just, they don't have the players to stop Glimt. And um, I think, they got their luck last week. I'd be surprised if they got it again. Yeah, they can get me 7 0 as long as they get three corners. I'll be yeah, happy. I hope they do. <laughs> Looking at Glimt, uh, they've scored 76 goals. And I wonder what kind of price you get at the bookies for them to reach the magical 100 tally, given they've got seven games to go. That'd be quite, <laughs> yeah. a, that'd be quite a nice bet to have one between now and the end of the season. Yeah, it would be a fair price, I would imagine. I would well, think so, they, could go, they could go some of the way to getting, <laughs> yeah, getting there this weekend um, if, uh, if the table's anything to go by. Um, all of a sudden, they've shipped 64 goals themselves, um, which is, what, a good 20 goals more than anyone else in the league. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I they've think... scored six, four times this season. Can they do it again? I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely worth keeping an eye out for. Okay, so we've resolved on the, the bet of being claimed to win and over three and a half goals in the game, and that's paying 19 to 20. Yeah. And Greg, you're quite keen to get on the Allison uh, corners, um, which you think will be run about even money mark um, for them to get three or more. Yeah, I'd be stunned if it wasn't three for this mark for this market, given how big they have to win the match. So we should definitely get evens for three plus. Okay. Okay, also at five o'clock on Sunday, uh, Rosenborg visit Viking. Uh, Rosenborg just shy of even money, and they've been around that mark a few times, David, this yeah, season that we've quite we fancied. But um, you're keen to get on side with goals in this one. Yeah, so I've just sort of finished watching Viking against um, Odd earlier tonight, and uh, <laughs> I'm just looking at the price for, for my bet. It's come right down again since I looked at it earlier um, so I'm looking at Rosenberg to score two goals in this game, now, when I looked at it earlier it was um, it was 4-5, to five. it's now 4-6 to six. it's about 8-11 8-11, right so I'll st- still, still go with it, so I watched Viking 
earlier tonight against Odd, and they were really, really poor. They lost 3-0. Just let, they conceded so many chances. Um, they've not really got, got going since um, they had their break. So they played on the 4th of October, and then they had a COVID uh, outbreak in the squad. So they had to have a quarantine coupled with the international break. They didn't play a game for 26 days, uh, or 20, 24 days. So since that, they've come out, they've lost at home to Haugesund, they threw away at Starbuck, and then tonight they've been hammered 3-0 by odd. And that was off the back of a really good run they were on um, before it. So they've just not come out of it at all well. Mm-hmm. And now, as we were saying before, they've got nothing to play for. The, the race is pretty much run. They're not going to catch up with the top four. They're 12 points behind Volleringa. Um, they're not going to get relegated. So I think at this stage... We might see some of the younger players maybe getting a game. Um, one of the problems they had is they sold left-back Adrian Pereira to Pauk in the summer. Mm-hmm. He was a really big player for them and a um, really important part of their attacking play. And they didn't replace him. They've been playing a sort of old... Uh, he's a 30, 31-year-old uh, right-back playing left-back. And he just doesn't give them the same options down the left. Um, I think it's affected them a attacking-wise, but also defensively. And uh, they've conceded a lot of goals this year. So they've conceded 40 goals in the 22 games. Another three tonight. Um, so I think Rosenberg can go there on Saturday and score a couple of goals. They did it last time they went away to Sarpsborg a couple of weeks ago, which I backed. Um, they, last week they only won 1-0. They missed some good chances, in fairness, to, to make it 2 um, the week before that, they were at Christensen. The Christensen just shut the game down. But before that, they'd been scoring two goals um, nine weeks in a row. So mm. I think, um, yeah, I think for for them to go to Viking, who are out of form since their wee break, um, Rosenborg still desperate to get into to chase Molde, who have obviously still got European football, playing uh, two games a week just now. Rosenborg will be keen to finish second this year, and uh, I think yeah, to score two goals is a good, it's still a decent price eight to eleven. Yeah, and Rosenborg they're unbeaten in eleven now, and I just wonder how differently the season might have shaped up had Rosenborg started the way the season, um, the way they're kind of finishing it at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I mean they changed their manager after yeah maybe handful of games and. Um, yeah, it's made a big it was a very slow start, wasn't it? Very slow start from them. It was, yeah. They didn't they didn't win for the first three and then they yeah. But to be fair though, won. even even with a good start, they would still be miles oh, off. Oh, they would never have been near Glimpton. They'd no, no still be good, ten points they? behind at least. Yeah, but, but I wonder been well ahead of Molder. I wonder if that would have in turn put some pressure on Glimpton as well, because Glimpt kinda of established an early lead and it just kinda of seemed to grow. In those early weeks, and kind of created that space, and that we were a buffer, and maybe we gave them a wee bit more freedom than they might have yeah. had had a team been breathing down their necks. But um, yeah, the big battle for them now is to finish in that second place. I think, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I, I think with Molde playing Europa League, um, yeah, it's right got to help. It's yeah. there, you, you would think so. You would think so. Okay, so as I say, Rosenborg are nineteen to twenty to one. I don't suppose you'd talk many people out of that, David. No, not not really. Not after watching Viking tonight. 
Um, but you're going to stick with Rosenborg to score two or more, and that's priced currently at eight to eleven um, on Bet three six five. Okay, last but not least is Sunday evening's game, and that's Volarenga v Odd. And <laughs> you were quite keen on Odd earlier today until you <laughs> watched. Sorry, you're quite keen on Volarenga earlier today until we watched Odd uh, dismantle yeah. Viking. Um, it's not put you off entirely, has it? Not entirely. Um... So odds, odds were yeah they were really good sort of back to back to their best. Bakenga scored a couple. Um, Kitalano was excellent in midfield. That's Joshua. His brother John was playing left back. They've uh, <laughs> so it's nice uh, nice to see a couple of brothers playing together. Their other brother Eric's going to be up in the league next year with Tromsø if he stays there. That is, um, but. This this weekend, odd go to Volaringa, who are still unbeaten at home, and started playing well away from home as well. Um, so last week they won two 0 at Storms Godset. That was on Sunday night. Uh, the away game before that they won three 0 at Sandefjords as well. So their their forms picked up as well as being unbeaten at home all season. Odd, odd have actually been better at home, pretty much. Uh, all year they've won seven at home and just five uh, five away but they've lost five away as well um and they've lost recent away games at uh, rosenborg gleamed and molde so the challenges at the top they've gone there and they've not they've not performed they lost 4-1 at rosenborg they lost 6-1 at gleamed and they lost 2-0 at molde so when they've gone when they've gone to the bigger teams they've struggled mm-hmm. um Three games, three games in a week for them. They don't have a huge squad. They won't rotate much. They'll play the same players. Volaringa uh, having a full week to rest up. I just think um, being at home, the way they're playing, uh, the goals they're scoring. Shartanson scored again at the weekend. Um, Dunham's playing really well. Bordfina's is playing well. Sedawi's playing well. They're just a really good attacking team at the moment, and uh, I think. I think over the 90 minutes they'll just have enough uh, or they'll have too much for Odd given the uh, odds away form. Yeah, outside uh, Rosenborg and Klimt following uh, are the forum team yeah. in the division um, and both teams are tied in 42 points so this this will obviously go a long way to determining well, probably who will finish fourth in the division. Yeah, I would think so. Okay, so Volarenga to win at five to six. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Good stuff. Um, there is a round of Obus League and fixtures at the weekend, but as we said, um, there was games tonight, so nothing has been priced up yet. So, David, I guess you'll have a look at some of those if anything takes your fans to write about them on the blog. Quick mention of it. Actually, I've, yeah, I see that they're already been taken out of the list. Grorud and um, Sjöras Blink played on um, the weekend there, and then there was a COVID outbreak um, that came up after it, and it's resulted in both of them having to go into quarantine. So yeah. it's actually like, this, it's quite tight for finishing the season. They were going to go into December, which is later than usual, and now they've got some uh, two weeks, <laughs> two weeks off. For both those teams, there's going to be a lot of games coming thick and fast at the end of the end of November. Well, there um, five games left December. to go, don't they? Five rounds of games left. Yeah, but there's only five four, four weeks. Yeah, four weeks left of the season officially, because yeah. um, the last game is meant to be on the fifth of December. 
so they're going to have two weeks now, oh, so they're not going to be able to play until sort of, yeah, maybe the um, 18th of November or something like that. So, yeah, it's yeah. going to be quite difficult to fit, fit games in, but, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I'll keep you busy on your blog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what, what? unlike the Elite Azerian, it's, it's actually extremely tight. There's only, what, seven points separating the playoffs and the relegation spots. So yeah. I think pretty much everyone has got something to play for really in this league at the moment, which is great. Yeah, yeah I mean, everyone from the Rauhfoss down is still could potentially get caught up in a wee playoff yeah. Yeah, down there. So it's that 7th down to 14th could all potentially get caught in a playoff. Um, and I'd say everyone from Ul Shisa, who are in 12th up, could maybe push for the playoff promotion playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting still. Okay, so I've been desperate to plug your blog for you here, David, but you just keep going on and on and on. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so if anyone wants to catch up on Obviously and stuff, then make sure you do read David's blog, which is uh, likeaweatherstone.blogspot.com. Um, so make sure you check that out. Guys, can you just give us a wee recap of your bets for the weekend then, starting with, uh, start with you, Greg, this week? Um, yeah, so one main bet for me this weekend is on Saturday. It's uh, the relegation 15-pointer, uh, Mion Dallin at home to Strum's Godset, and I'm taking Mion Dallin to hit five or more corners. No prices yet, but I'm hopeful we'll get four to five or, or above, um, hopefully no later than Friday. Uh, and, and I'll share that on the channel um, as soon as it's out. And also, I think, looking at Olesund at Bora Glimt, just curious to see what price we can get on them to hit three or more corners. And if it's backable, um, I'll be having a shot on that as well. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um. First, I'm looking at both the gleam to win and further to be more than three and a half goals in the game, and that pays nineteen to twenty with bet three six five. That is against Olesund, and that's on Sunday. Um. Also looking at Rosenborg to score two goals or more away at Viking. Also on Sunday, and that pays four to six. No, eight to eleven with bet three six. Yeah. Bet three six five, and then finally Volaringa to beat Odd, straight single, and um, that pays one point eight three. So that is eight to eleven, isn't it? Five to six. Five to six. Five to six with bet three six five, and that is what I've elected to go for tonight. Three one to David. Well done. Thanks. Um, <laughs> very good uh, okay so don't forget you can follow the guys on twitter at browning84 greg and at dweatherston11 um, and there's plenty of tips and advice from norway on each of those so make sure you give them a follow if you want more tips like these then make sure you also have a look at gambler.co.uk where you can join greg's private telegram channel where he has plenty of tips available um, on a daily basis so make sure you check that out as well also don't miss our other podcast from Gambler this week Greg and I have already discussed all things related to Scottish football and the best bets there this weekend in a regular podcast so make sure you give that a listen um, and there's also a second edition of a brand new betting podcast with Slip Tips where he focuses on his best bet builder bets for the weekend so make sure you check that out that's available on all the usual podcasting platforms And that's us for this week. Best of luck with your bets, guys. Um, And we'll catch up again next week. Nice one. Good luck. Good luck, guys. Cheers.